My father is an immigrant from the Philippines. Came to the States after college for more school than work, than a family, and lastly, a near-perfect son. And as all Filipinos know, basketball is the only thing that matters. My dad didn't play basketball or really any sort of organized sport or team ever. Uh, He was one hell of a free-throw shooter. I just knew my dad liked basketball and cared about basketball and taught me basketball. And then, of course, strangely, basketball became one of the most important things in my life. And that's kind of the Filipino way. Another old Filipino thing, because my father is old, is that they don't care about soccer. Quite frankly, that's an American pastime too, so I get it from both sides of me. I didn't know soccer growing up, never watched it, but I didn't care to know about it or learn about it or play it ever. I was, I did join the soccer team as a kid because I had heard they won the title the year before, so I wanted the trophy. I was hoping we'd run it back and I'd get a trophy. Then the best player on the team, Eric, he refused to play and we never, we never won. Our team was like middling. Fuck soccer forever. I never played it. That, that was my thinking as a kid. My disinterest in soccer just went sort of unimpeded as an American. But when this World Cup came around, this past one, 2022, I heard it was Messi's last World Cup and that he had never won one and that he might be the best soccer player of all time, which seems like a big giant thing to decide because soccer is such a gigantic sport. But since so many people feel that way about Messi, it says even more about how great he is. I thought to myself... Those are a finals I'd watch. If he, if this dude gets there, I'd watch these finals. Plus, he plays for Argentina. I love Argentina as a country. I love South America. I love their jerseys. They look great. I love the color, the that blue with the white and the black. I love that patch that they have, whatever that thing's called. I love it. And then, all of a sudden, Messi and Argentina keep winning. And then I hear that France is in the finals. And I think to myself, I know France. I know they're good at soccer. I know they've won a World Cup recently. I know everybody talks about this Mbappe guy. That's such a great name to say. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm really going to watch the hell out of this finals. And I'm going to act like a soccer expert inside of 30 minutes. And that's what happened. Messi scored on a penalty kick. And Di Maria scored on maybe the most beautiful soccer goal I've ever seen in my life. And so it's 2-0. World Cup Final 2-0. And I don't know much about soccer, but I know this. 2-0? That game's over, baby. France and Mbappe get their own penalty kick goal at like 80 minutes in or whatever. But to me, it's too late. It's 2-1. There's only like a few minutes left, and it takes a long time to, oh, my God, they score it again. And Mbappe scores the second most beautiful goal I've ever seen, and it's 2-2 in like 30 seconds. And all of a sudden, I'm watching this soccer match going, why is this happening? Why is this sport that I never really cared to watch uh, like this? Why is it so exciting? Why is my heart racing? And, and you're expecting this thing to like just go into overtime or extra time or whatever you call it. But but then both teams almost score another goddamn goal before the like, guy blows the whistle and ends it. Th- th- those goals were really, really close, including a laser from Messi that the goalie just gets a hand on Lloris just barely gets a hand on you can hear the entire earth exhale when that last shot from Messi barely misses into extra time Messi scores a putback 108 minutes in and you're like oh my god he did it Messi arguably the greatest player to ever play this gigantic global game in his last attempt to win this gigantic global game's biggest contest has taken over and scored two goals and finally put the crown jewel in his cap 
wow, what an incredible finish to what was already a storybook. Wait a minute. Argentina just hit the ball with their arm hand thing. You can't do that. I know that rule. You can't hit it with your hand. So Mbappe, who has both French goals up into the point, gets another penalty kick and scores France's third goal and ties the game again. Absolutely unreal. And now I'm sitting here watching this thing thinking, maybe we coast into penalty kicks and France damn near scores again. Martinez, the goalkeeper, splays out, gets a leg on one last kick, a fantastic save, and we're headed to those penalty kicks now. Somebody's got to win this thing. Mbappe goes first goal. Messi rolls it in with an answer. They're both done now. 1-1 tied. Those guys are on the shelf. But then Martinez, the goalie for Argentina, who's red hot at this point from all the activity he's been getting throughout this match, he gets a save, and France's next attempt goes wide. Paredes and Montiel seal it, and Argentina is your 2022 World Cup champions that's as good as it gets in sports. And this is First Ballot. Welcome to First Ballot, the podcast that celebrates the moments in sports that really matter and inducts them into the First Ballot Hall of Fame. I am your host, Neil, the long-lost Gasol brother, the SoundCloud Alexi Lalas, coming to you live from the Shaquille O'Neal Office Depot, big and tall executive suite desk chair in my basement. Today's episode of the First Ballot Hall of Fame podcast could be sponsored by churro flavored turtle chips my guy my guy pranav ayer uh, from amazing hq brought them up on a previous episode and as my editor robbie was cutting the episode he texted me that he was stuffing his face with churro flavored turtle chips as he's listening to pranav talk about him robbie say something about turtle chips right here but make it entertaining do something production wise to it hey there this is rob the editor choco churro turtle chips I think they sell them at Costco. I got them at H Mart. They're the best. Just hear what my wife had to say about them when I interrupted her reading. Honey, what do you think about turtle chips? I love them. What's that? I love them. Okay, go back to your book. Don't fuck this up, everybody. Get them, eat them, follow the pod, and thank us there. Turtle chips. I love them. Thanks so much, Robbie. Turtle chips for when you want a snack, but you want it to kick ass, get some turtle chips. Turtle chips, give me a call. The 2022 World Cup final is undoubtedly a legendary sports moment, but is it a first ballot Hall of Famer? You know, we're not just judging whether this thing was like a good soccer match or whatever they call it. this. We're just trying to decide whether this thing's going to the first bout hall of fame. That's completely different, a totally different thing to decide whether this moment has what it takes. We have a very special guest on the show today. He's a professional of all things Sonic. He's a podcast producer and creator and now a podcast entrepreneur. He's the founder of cold water audio, which works with, Adam McKay's Hyper Object Industries, 
Crooked Media and the Brooklyn Nets. He's a one-man band releasing music under the name Igloo Shores, and he's the host of the podcast The Icebox. It's the talented, the velvet-throated Isaac K. Lee. Hey, what's up? When you call me like an uh, expert in all things Sonic, you know what? What flashed through my mind was Sonic the Hedgehog. You know, like I'm really good at playing Sonic the Hedgehog, but you really mean like sound, audio. Yes, sound, audio. I think of Sonic the fast food joint. Oh, um, yeah. Well, I'm from I'm from the West Coast where we don't have a lot go. of those. Right. Yeah. Right. What is your favorite fast food? Don't say, hold on. You can say uh, fucking the secret menu place. I can't remember. In-N-Out. In-N-Out? You yeah, can no. say In-N-Out, but don't, you don't have to say In-N-Out. What's your favorite fast food? I mean, I love In and Out, but that's more for a sentimental value. I Got think, yes. as I far as your candor. as far as like you know, I have a love hate relationship with this place. But Jack in the Box, it really got me through wow. some tough times. Oh, but I also, like that. It's personal. It's personal because it, it it has a it was also contributed to me like weighing over two hundred and forty pounds at one point. So, oh my god, is that true? Yeah, yeah. Before I lost all the weight, I think Jack How in the Box. How much have you lost? Uh, I'm at around 205 right now. So Mazel yeah, tov. that's amazing. Good for you. How did you lose it? Um, I stopped eating at Jack in the Box. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot to do with it. There goes my Jack in the Box. Uh, I'm ad. sorry. Listen, Jack in the Box. If you want to sponsor me, I will eat there again. You know, I will go back Whatever to you the drive-through. I will eat 5,000 calories worth of your food. No, Just were drop you the being, bag. Were you being super disciplined? Seriously, I, I, and I'm not saying I have a weight problem because I look great. Sure, <laughs> right. but if I if I did want to lose some weight, what what are you doing? What are you doing that's working? Uh, what I did was essentially just like get rid of anything that was a hundred percent stressful in my life, like mm-hmm. things that were really preventing me from um sleeping, yeah. from moving, from exercising, from you know, not that exercise has too much to do with weight loss, but it does have to a lot to do with like preserving weight loss. Right. We don't have to go into this whole thing, but you know, <laughs> I, I'm not gonna work until one a.m. every night. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm not going to skip meals in favor of getting more work done or like trying to get, you know, the hustle, the grind or whatever. I just I just started prioritizing. All right. I need to eat at this time. I need to not overeat right. and I need to eat something that's not over processed. That's not going to, Good you know, you. get me a bunch of calories, but not actually make me feel full. So Good that was a lot you. of it. Keep going. That's fantastic. Um, I'm also uh, 28 years old, and (laughs) it helps to have a metabolism that's kicking strong. Hey, whatever works, as long as you keep working at it, that's fantastic. To relieve, I got to relieve stress. I got to get rid of my wife. Oh, no. That's not the advice I was trying to give you. (laughs) Leave that long pause in there, Rob. (laughs) She doesn't listen to the show. She hates it anyways. Let's keep going. No, I love my wife. She's the best. It's just, it's fun to say that. Um. Isaac, you, you're born and raised in Los Angeles, correct? No, no, I was born in South Korea. I was born. Pardon, in, yes. Yeah. T- oh, tell me about your immigrant story, please. Sure. Uh, there's not much special about it. Um, you, <laughs> every Korean dude you'll meet in Los Angeles will kind of say the same thing. It's like you, you, I was born in Korea, and then we left the country for a better opportunity. Arrived in Los Angeles, where there's a lot of lots and lots of Koreans, and uh, settled here. <laughs> That's kind of kind of the the extent of the immigrant story. It's, it, but, it's, but your parents did it. They made it happen. I mean, that's did, no, yeah. that's no. How old were you when you came? 
Um, well, at first, we actually moved to East Lansing, Michigan, uh, because wow. my father was getting his MBA at Michigan State University. Right. And so I think I was six. I don't remember any of it, to be honest, but um, I was probably six or seven when we moved to Michigan. And then I was uh, nine or 10 when we moved to Los Angeles. Amazing. Yeah. Good yeah. for you. Good for your folks. That's that's amazing. My old man came to this country as well. I'm half Filipino. Um the good half, the George Clarkson half. Uh, sure. So I I appreciate that. I, I enjoy hearing immigrant stories, and I'm glad that you're here. Uh, uh, can you set the table for me, Isaac? This is very important. This tells us tells tells everybody listening a lot about you. What is your favorite sport? Your favorite team and your favorite athlete of all time? And they, you know, you can mix and match. It doesn't mm. have to be the same. Like what whatever the answer, the real answers are. I want to hear them. Um, I think it's pretty obvious for anybody who's ever followed me on social media, but my favorite sport is basketball. Right. Um, my favorite team is the Los Angeles Clippers. I'm a Clippers wow. fan because yeah. uh, we were too poor and too cheap to get Lakers <laughs> tickets growing up. And that's how most of us become Clippers fans. Um, and my favorite athlete of all time, you know, it changes, it changes, you know, year by year. But I think the one that I still have like a special place for in my heart is Jamal Crawford. From oh, those from those Lob City days, like it, what Showman. he did, you know Blake. Obviously, I love Blake. I love DeAndre. I love Chris. I'm saying their first names as if I know them. I don't. <laughs> Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, Chris Paul, the 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 Lob City big three, right? Yeah. But to me, what made that team so special were the were the bench guys. You know, mm-hmm. um, Karam Butler, Matt Barnes, Lamar Odom, Darren Collison for a year. You know, like all of these guys really completed the team around the big three. And Jamal was to me, you know, six man of the year twice with the Clippers, right? He's, to me, I I, I believe twice. I might be wrong, but Jamal was was the guy that I, I looked forward to watching on a game against like the Sacramento Kings or whatever, you know, like if it wasn't like a, a game where we needed to win, Jamal was the show. He was right. the, yes. just the performer. He was the entertainer. Um, His handles. Oh my goodness. And his scoring ability, obviously like he scored like multiple 50 point games in his career. He, you know, I believe he was like the all time leader for four point plays at one point, you know, oh, that's so exciting. That's, Jay that's such an amazing my guy. stat. Yeah. <laughs> He's my guy. Jamal, Jamal Crawford and Lou Williams are the only three-time winners three of time. the Sixth Man of yeah. the Year award. Amazing. Yeah, they're showman. He's he's a goddamn showman, that guy. And uh, that's what this show is about. There, there is a level past great. There's a level past legend. And it's the legends that are also super entertaining. That's what this show is about, Jamal Crawford. He could end up being a patron saint of this type of show. I, I appreciate yeah, you, Jamal. Absolutely. Well, why uh, Clipper? I'm I'm really stunned by how often you mention it. By how often Clippers fans go, I'm a Clipper fan because I didn't have the money to be the Lakers mm-hmm. uh, to be with the Lakers. That's, yeah, poverty. Uh, poverty is the reason. <laughs> that, that was a tough word. <laughs> I know it's such a loaded word to be using it so is. cavalierly. I apologize, yeah. but uh, Very I mean it was true. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so tell me about your, your love of soccer. How much do you love soccer? Because i got to be honest, I don't know anything about soccer, Isaac. Mm. You are here in part to not just discuss this moment, but to also teach me soccer things. So remember in 2020, we had this thing called uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah. Oh, um, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and once that happened, we didn't have sports for a while. Right. And one of the first sports to come back 
was international soccer um or not interna- international from our perspective right, but right, right. you know like european soccer the highest levels of soccer came back fairly early and i was so starved for sports at that point mm. that i started just watching soccer yes. and at the time i was like kind of embarrassed to watch soccer i never tweeted about it i never talked to anybody about it just because soccer to me was such a such a third rate sport Right in the United States, if you grew up in America, unless right. you 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 yourself played soccer, right, or have like family abroad, or, or or you know, a lot of Latino populations here love soccer. But for me, I was like, soccer. Who cares about soccer? Right. It's basketball, football, yep. baseball, maybe, maybe. hockey. Yep. Right? right. Like that's exactly. kind of how it is here. But I really got into soccer. I started playing FIFA. Um, the video yes, game, yes. you know, and then, and then like it kind of built over time. And then um, the show Ted Lasso came around, right, which yes. is, you know, based on the English Premier yes. League. And I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to watch the show. I love the show. It kind of built over the last three years or so. Just like, oh, my God, I, I think I like the sport. I think the sport is I really fun. Um, and I, basically, I'm all in at this point. I'm, I'm all in on soccer. Like, I love it. I love it. It's it's up there with basketball. It's 1A and 1B. You know, basketball oh, will it. always be my first Fantastic. love, but um, soccer is a really good mistress, you know. It's a- that, so you were right ahead of the curve on me because I'm, I have a very similar story. So this was, I believe, this World Cup final was the second soccer match I ever watched the oh entire my goodness. thing up. The first, was the first one was the the one of the ones that the 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 U.S. women's national team like oh, I think it was the first one so that good they won the first the first sort of World Cup final World that Cup, they won. Yeah. Um, I watched that in its entirety. I feel like everybody did. That's the way it felt to me at the time. Mm-hmm. And this is the second. I just didn't grow up on soccer. I don't really get it. That's part of the questions I want to ask you is very soccer specific questions before we dive into our moment. Um, but I I I really enjoyed watching this final it was a mm. goddamn blast it was so entertaining mm-hmm. i was like holding my breath at times i'm screaming i don't know anything about any of these people i don't even know mbappe's last first name his <laughs> first name is i see i don't even know if it's his last name or his first name it's his I last just, name mbappe is such a good name and i'm like Beautiful who name. gives a shit what his other name is i don't care Killian. That's so hard. Killian. It's Killian. a great first oh, name too. Name. Killian Mbappe. Mb- he has a really superstar name for he somebody really who does. is a superstar. Yeah, it really sounds great to hear someone say Killian Mbappe. Mm-hmm. Anyways, the point is, is I don't know anything about soccer, but I watched it. I had a blast. I bought FIFA to oh, play yeah. with my nephews. It's a blast. It's so fun. And so I'm playing with these dudes. I'm hearing the names. I'm starting to learn. And then uh, the, there's another thing. Do you know very quickly? Do you know anything about the Vermont Green? I do not know anything about the Vermont Green. The Vermont Green. Green is like a – I don't know anything about the levels of American soccer, but they're on, in a lower level of American soccer. But they are a soccer team built by a graphic designer who I followed and really enjoy his work. You know, it's like my mm-hmm. Instagram is like all oh, like I'm following graphic designers. Mm-hmm. He's a graphic designer that did stuff for Nike. He was making kits for Nike – He's putting out all of this fabric into the world through through Nike that he knows is not good for the environment. He cares deeply about the environment. He and his buddies get together during the pandemic to start their own soccer franchise in a lower tier level. He designs all the the uniforms. He goes out and gets environmentally responsible people to to generate them, to make them. Mm-hmm. He's got Ben and Jerry's involved, I think. He's got like all of it. And it's this soccer team. In Vermont, the Vermont Green, that's sort of the the 
core of their business is about being environmentally responsible. That's and incredible. I thought that was so cool yeah. that I was like, damn, maybe that's could be my soccer team that I like get behind. There's something about not having a team and as an adult, because most of my teams, like you get them when you're a kid. I'm, I've been right. a Lakers fan since I was a baby. But but you're not from ne- Los Angeles. No, let's listen, get into get this. off my ass. Isaac. Let's get into this. You're not Climb from Los Angeles. I'm off my ass. No, I'm not. But um, I was a Magic Johnson devotee. I'm showing yeah. Isaac my Magic Johnson poster. Magic Johnson was everything to me. So I've always been a Magic Johnson. Fan. Michigan State, Michigan State legend, Magic Johnson. There you go, mm-hmm. East Lansing mentioned earlier. Uh, so there's something fun about going. I don't. I, I'm an adult. I know what I like. I can get behind a story. I can maybe connect it to my my home, you know, my country where my my family's from. Like it's fun to go. Let me pick my favorite soccer team, and I'm still in that process. I haven't mm. decided, but it's going to be uh, exciting to figure out over the next few years. Uh, do you have a favorite soccer team? That's the other thing. I don't know. I'm like UEFA, La Liga. I don't know mm. anything about. Like, isn't there one thing? Is there one thing that's the most popular league? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. I mean, in the modern era, it's probably going to be the Premier League, the English Premier League. Is there? Oh, I also want to mention that um, you mentioned Ted Lasso, and I mm-hmm. found Ted Lasso in this pocket of time, and I was like, I really enjoy this show. Not afraid to admit it, and that that makes me like soccer. <laughs> yeah, to, absolutely. I'm like, I want to buy a jacket for a favorite soccer team. I don't yeah. listen, it's taking me over. Anyways, I just wanted to support you in that. The other thing uh, the the um is there a top dog in soccer? Is there like a Yankees? Mm. Is there a Los Angeles Lakers? Is there a top dog in soccer? Kind of, kind of. Historically like Manchester United has have been one of the, right. you know, most successful clubs ever um but it, that doesn't mean that they will always perpetually right. be winning. You know, right. there's a lot of clubs around the world that can you know, have a stake towards mm-hmm. that kind of top dog um, title. I will say, like, you know, PSG, who who we'll talk about because their two best players or two of their three best players were in the World Cup final. Yeah. Um, PSG are probably like the Yankees. Like, they spend the most amount of money. They have yeah. the most amount of these huge big name players um real madrid in spain is also one of these clubs ac milan in italy i will say like when i when i think about the lakers and the comparison is probably going to be manchester united like man U has that brand recognition worldwide brand yes. recognition global company like yep. just you you have that crest you have that man U crest and mm-hmm. you have kind of a, a it's like a passport for any soccer yeah, conversation you can just that's leap good. into it be like i'm a man U fan right yeah um, yeah, yeah. That's really good. You know, what I'm learning through listening to you talk about all of this is, you know, I'm getting this very superficial understanding of the way this all works. But what I'm really taking from it is soccer is such huge business that you can have all these mm-hmm. space for mm-hmm. all these bodies, for all these teams, for all these players, because it's just a gigantic, gigantic thing. Um, that's exciting to think about. Yeah. Because of um, colonialism, by the way. There, well, there that's, you go. That's the reason why it's so that's big. The truth, yeah. <laughs> They they started it in, in England and then they just they just spread it everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Here, you guys all play this now too. <laughs> yeah. This is hey, guess what? This is now your your national sport as well. Yeah, exactly. Congrats. I will say my favorite club is the Los Angeles Football Club here in in, in Los Angeles. Like I didn't grow up with them because they were they were an expansion club or uh, a, like a newer club in the MLS. But LAFC champions 
of the MLS Cup right. in 2022. So that's an MLS team. Yeah. Let me let me tell you the things I know about LAFC. I know that um, the white guy that the, they made the soccer the, movie. The about. white guy. <laughs> you got to be a little more specific the than looking, that, man. The good looking white guy that's married to the lady that was in. Uh, if you want to be my lover, what is that? David Beckham. David Beckham. Dave, <laughs> I know that David Beckham played for LAFC. Is that true? No, or no, false? he played for the LA Galaxy. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, different club, different club. They play down the road. Wait, 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 wait. So LAFC is a soccer team and the LA Galaxy is also a also soccer a team. Also a soccer team in the MLS. So oh, we have two no clubs idea. here because um Los Angeles is such a sprawling city and yes. soccer is is fairly popular in LA, especially women's soccer here. Um, but we have two MLS teams. We have an NWSL team, the uh, Los Angeles Angel City FC. Um, and new. yeah, soccer is just like a, it's kind of because the Latino population and it's a le- yes. dominant Latino Heavy. population here. I so love it. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Let me I'm going to try again. Let me tell you what I know. Rob, keep all this in. This is great texture. <laughs> uh, let me tell you. I'm going to try again. Let me tell you what I know about LAFC. The the guy with the ponytail, the funny guy that's really arrogant. He uh, played for LAFC. Gareth Is that Bale. True? No, no, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, Zlatan. 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 Yes. Zlatan Ibrahimovic, the the Swedish legend. He played for the LA Galaxy. <laughs> he did not play for LAFC. <laughs> well, you know. You you do what you can on the show. I do what I can. That guy's really funny. Oh uh, yeah, I love as Latan as a personality is incredible. Yes, yeah. I, in my mind, he has to be very funny and he has to know what he's doing because it's too funny for him to have no clue and for that to just be who he is. Like if yeah. if he's actually that arrogant, maybe it's off putting. In my mind, he knows he's deep in a bit and he's just going with it and it works. Yeah, hardcore. very. It's funny. probably it's probably like. 30 to 40 percent a bit yeah. you know the rest of it is <laughs> probably actually confidence and arrogance <laughs> yeah. because he's a striker and he and you know he's one of the world's best one of the greatest strikers Stri- of his generation striker, the only soccer position i know striker that's the guy <laughs> that kicks the ball zlatan as i heard it at one point in time was the best player in soccer is that true or false was there a period where he was the best player in soccer it's always arguable for right. the best player in soccer title. But yeah, at, at a certain point in European soccer, Zlatan was made, the most right. prolific striker, just and maybe scoring goals just left and right. That. I mean, of course he was pushing that. Yeah, if yeah, you're Zlatan and you need to promote Zlatan, you're going to promote Zlatan. How incontrovertible, how immutably mm. true is it that Messi is the greatest of all time? If I say, if someone says Messi is the greatest of all time, is that like going... Jordan is the best of all time. Is that like saying Muhammad yeah. Ali is the it, best of all time? Like what? Le- where, what level is that statement at? He's closer to Jordan than he is to LeBron or Kareem or Bill. Interesting. Russell. He's so hold closer. On. So you well, hold on. Let's set the table here. You believe that Jordan is the best player ever in basketball? Um, oh, kind of. Wow. I mean, yes. If you if you put a gun to my head, I'm like, yes, Jordan. Got it. Um, I think LeBron is is really close and i think kareem is really close i think kareem's a lot closer than you think i totally agree Um, i could not agree with you more just because of the longevity just because of what he did in college if you include college it's kareem without a doubt agreed completely agree i mean the the the, to me the the greatest singular basketball move of all time and and it's so Mm -hmm. good no one else will ever try to do it uh so hold on then who else is in the conversation with Messi for greatest of all time? In his his countryman and his former coach, his former Argentina coach Diego Maradona, right? Who is who was before this World Cup win? You know, 
probably had the most incontrovertible uh, trophy rack. Like he just had all of the trophies. And then of course, Pele who recently passed away, rest in peace. Um, And and a few others that I don't personally know. Again, I'm fairly new to the sport, even though, you know, I did have like a peripheral knowledge. I have a lot of friends who are soccer fans. So like I I pick up on all these conversations now that I'm into it. I do feel like, and it is recency bias if you don't say Messi, you're going to have to make a really good argument as Got far it. as why. Got it. As far as the players that I have seen in my with my own two eyes, it's it's Lionel Messi, and it's not particularly close. Uh, fantastic. Uh, Ronaldo, what's his deal? Is he just good looking? Cristiano Ronaldo was at at his peak, one of the yeah. greatest, you know, Got top it. two players with Got Messi. It. You know, okay. it was that rivalry was not overblown. That's that's a true rivalry between okay. two basic equals at their respective primes i think messi has a better track record um he also stayed at barcelona for such a long time Mm. whereas ronaldo you know he's a controversial figure because of his kind of signature arrogance or Mm. um his his ego but uh, you can't argue with the talent you can't argue with the goal scoring you know playing on the wing at at real madrid at, at manchester united obviously and then um, eventually, by the time he went to Juventus, he became a striker and like conquered that position and became a pure goal scorer and was really good at that. Messi, you want to see the passing. Ronaldo, yeah, you yeah, need to yeah. see the goals. You need to see yeah, the that's goals. Interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, um, and hey, he's got a good looking face, right? That's that the, helps. What can you ask for? It helps. Come on. Yeah. Um, Isaac, let's dive. Let's now dive back into our moment to sure, decide sure. whether the 22 World Cup final makes it into the first ballot Hall of Fame. We have to go through our Hall of Fame credentials. Those are the categories by which we judge our moment. The first credential is always analytics, stats, numbers. People love numbers. It helps them understand sports at a deeper level, I guess. Here are some stats behind this moment. Uh, I'm going to jump right to the TV stats. FIFA claims that 1.5 billion people watched this World Cup final live on television. That's astounding mm-hmm. 1.5 billion people super bowl 56 was watched live by fewer than 200 million people worldwide as a comparison no, it's a almost, sport that we only play yeah exactly almost 6 billion engagements on social media great stat uh, tw- uh this is oh just local u.s stats here almost 26 million people watched the final here in the states that's the most watched soccer match of any kind in the u.s I was one of those people. Um, the highest viewed Super Bowl in this country, 114 million uh, Super Bowl 49 between the Pats and Seahawks. So obviously football, a much larger sport here in the States, but globally football doesn't even hold a goddamn candle to soccer, which is wild to think about. Um, the, 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 Match ends 3-3, and then Argentina wins in penalty kicks, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, some some messy stats here. Messi became the first uh, male playing in the World Cup to score in all five rounds. Uh, in his World Cup career, Messi uh, has the record now for matches played, 26. Minutes played, 2,314, and goals, assists, 20 of them. Uh, in the final game, Messi scored two of Argentina's three goals. Mbappe scored all three for France, obviously. Mbappe led all scores with eight, the most scored by a single player in the World Cup in 20 years. Golden boot. Argentina won their third World Cup behind only Brazil, Italy, and Germany. Uruguay has two. I want to shout that out. That goes super hard. Uruguay, mm-hmm. two World Cup titles. 
Uh, France also has two cups, and they were the defending champs, which is a wrinkle that I think, for me, as I watched the game, that didn't have any credence. It didn't hold anything for me because I didn't know they were the defending champions. Oh, okay, yeah, I had no clue. <laughs> so they they didn't just Argentina just didn't win this. They knocked off they the, knocked defending, off champs. the defending champs. Yeah, I mean Fantastic. that was a that was a big deal. Um, I've watched every World Cup essentially since I was born. Um, even though I, I wasn't a huge soccer fan, mm. the 2018 final between France and Croatia was thrilling because France just throttled them. They were so good. Mm. They were so clinical. It was like Mbappe arriving on the scene. He was a yeah. young right. youngster. I think he was still a teenager at he that was point. 19, yep. There was an expectation that France were going to perform well in the World Cup, but we wouldn't have, we, no one would have blinked an eye if they went out earlier. You know, and oh, you know what? They already won one. But the mm-hmm. fact that they put the pedal to the metal and said, let's try to win twice in a row, you know, that was a big storyline going into it. Uh, Messi won the golden ball. Mbappe mm-hmm. won the golden boot. boot. Yes. And Martinez, Emiliano Martinez, uh, won the golden glove. Those are yes. very funny names of those trophies. <laughs> very childlike. I, I love it. it. Is. I think it's very, like, silly. The mm-hmm. golden ball, the golden boot, and the golden glove. But people like that's like a big, huge deal. Mm-hmm. And they've got those silly names. That's just fun to say. Yeah, I mean, all a lot of the a lot of the terminology in soccer are just are really funny to me and like backwards. And there's like so much history behind it. And listen, the name soccer it comes from association football that's like been shortened and shortened and shortened to from association to a sock, and then from funny. a sock to sock. And oh, soccer, no you know, like that's how soccer came about. So I had no idea. Most of these like names are kind of like like childish and slang mm. and very informal. And, you know, it's for a sport that is so large and massive and organized. It is also pretty silly. For So for these two, do you have I'm in general, do you have any thoughts about the stats behind this match? And then uh, also, I feel like a large part of this at least for me, was the matchup between Messi and Mbappe. Oh, huge. Yeah. And, and for those two guys, so speak a little bit to that matchup and what that was like. Like, give me a nice mm-hmm. analogy. And then the other thing I want to add is it wasn't just those two dudes. And again, I know nothing about either of them. I knew that they were, I, I know that the conversation is that Messi could be the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. This was his final World Cup. He had not won one. That's why I watched. Yeah. I'm like sitting here going, you're telling me the, 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 Maybe the best guy to ever play the biggest sport that's ever existed on planet Earth is never won a World Cup, and he might win it here in his last one. I'm going to watch that. Yeah. That's why I watch. And then he's going up against Mbappe, and then they didn't just play. They both were amazing. Incredible. Oh Incredible. I mean, so I think the 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 larger context here is is like what is the world cup you know like what does it mean to win the world cup right mm. because you might think especially as basketball fans we watch the fiba world cup which is the, the basketball world right. cup and it's like it doesn't doesn't really matter like the united totally. states is always almost always going to win it mm-hmm. spain might win it a couple of years you know who cares the world cup in soccer it is the biggest trophy in international not just international i would say like it's probably above the Champions League title. Like it's it's really really up there because it's about representing your country, right? And it's about doing it on the on the biggest stage. Mm-hmm. And they play so much harder 
They they spend all every one of these countries spend so much time and effort and money into developing these players so that they can play in the World Cup and 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 bring home some honor for their and glory for their country. And so the the, the level of competition is so fierce. Every time any of these teams are knocked out, you, you, I don't know if you watched any of the previous rounds. They sit on the field catatonic like they can't mm. contain how sad they are mm. to have lost because it's it's a they wanted to bring home something for their right. for for the country like right. it matters so much for them it's such a big honor and this is why it's, it has been a knock against Lionel Messi for such a long time that he hadn't won it and Maradona mm. did um so the expectations were really really high and and I'm just going to list you all the teams that each team had to get through, all the nations that, they, that each nation had to get through. Please. France had to get through Poland, who are no joke. No joke. Poland have incredible players. England, who yeah. are touted as one of the favorites. Right. Morocco, who had beat mm-hmm. Spain and Portugal, who are two mm-hmm. superpowers in the Iberian Peninsula. Like They had to beat some incredible teams. Morocco are no joke. And, and that's how they got to the final. Argentina had to get through Australia, who you might be like, Australia? Australia... Throughout the World Cup, they were on absolute fire. The Socceroos were, you know, they were killing it. The Netherlands, who were no joke. And then Croatia, who were last World Cup's runners-up, have incredible players. Obviously, Luka Modric, like, they had just beaten Brazil. Like, they're they're no joke either. So they both had to survive tough groups, had to survive a tough knockout round to get to the final. So they're exhausted. Both teams are exhausted. I think the betting odds were, were basically pretty even. Argentina were, were favorites, but they weren't like favored by a lot. Uh, and that was probably the correct thing because, again, 3-3, extra time, and then uh, Argentina won on, won on penalties. It seems like narratively, you know, I again, as a basketball guy, I sort of always look at that 9 when we didn't get Kobe and LeBron mm, as like, mm. oh, what a shame. For the Olympics. Yeah. Uh, no, pardon. Uh, uh, Lakers and and Cavs. Like I, that's what I wanted that oh. NBA finals to be in 09. And, I was and, I was like for the, like oh <laughs> nine. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you know the Cavs. LeBron gets knocked out by the Orlando Magic in the Eastern Conference Finals. But that like year that seemed like it was going to be the year where we were going to get Kobe, who is you know I don't think he's at the Messi level, but Kobe is by all by most accounts at the time the best player in basketball, and LeBron mm-hmm. is the guy, the young kid that's coming hot on their heels. I look at this and go, Messi is potentially the greatest of all time, and Bappe is the guy that I know his goddamn name. So if I know his name, he's got to be the hot shot, you know, sort of yeah. rocket coming up the charts, and to get that matchup. And then for the matchup, as I've mentioned, to be so good and for those two guys to be so good individually in this moment, you get, narratively speaking, you get Messi winning that World Cup that he needs for his crown to make this argument, but you also kind of get Messi kind of, and again, I don't know this, but with respect, it's also like he kind of handed off the torch to this kid who was just like hell on wheels. Yeah, Mbappe was just hell on wheels during this game. It felt, it really did feel that way, didn't it? Like the fact that Mbappe had a hat trick, right? Had a hat trick in the World yep. Cup final, Crazy. you know, and still lost. He right. still lost, right? But Golden Boot winner, you know, he look, he arrived on the scene in, in, in 2018. But this is his declaration, you know. This is his yeah. masterpiece, oh, right? Crazy. Like. That's and awesome. I can't, but the fact that he lost, you know, is such a weird wrinkle. It's such a strange thing. But he lost to his teammate, yeah. the greatest of all time. 
Okay. So hold on. One second. Did you mentioned um, Mbappe, Messi, and who's the third guy? Was it Neymar? Neymar. Right. Neymar. They're all in this PSG together. Together. Wait, together. Did they win the, the title? Line. Did they win like whatever championship? Oh, they win. They, they win up? all the league. Um, but you know they're trying to win the Champions League. They're really that's why they bought all of these players, and you know they also have an incredible squad behind them as well. It's not just that's the forward so line. But they also Maybe they're going to be my favorite team. <laughs> PSG, listen, if you want to win, it's not yes. a bad team to root for. Not a bad team to root for. Oh, my gosh. Uh, no, narratively, it's funny how in sports, and they say this every time this thing, every time this phenomenon happens, they go, if you wrote this script, people would be like, that's corny. It's bullshit. But it's, yeah. it's what really speaks to an amazing moment that yeah. you've got, oh, this guy could be the greatest of all time, but he needs to win. But this guy's coming up and he needs, you know, he's, we need to prove in this movie that he's awesome. Like he has to be good. He has to be legit. Well, what if he outplays the other guy in theory, but the other guy still wins? And mm-hmm. it's like, that's what fucking happened. That's crazy. <laughs> it is. It I don't is crazy. know. I don't know anything about soccer, Listen. but I know that I watched that match. And by the end of it, I go, that Mbappe dude, don't know anything about him, don't know how good he is, what he's done before. I can tell you one thing about Mbappe. That kid is a motherfucker. He does not give up. Absolutely. And, you know, I woke up at 6.55 and and I was like still kind of, I was in bed and I was still kind of like groggy watching this. And at a certain point, I was like, am I still dreaming? Because I might be still dreaming because I would never have guessed that this was what was going to happen. You know, especially we can get into the game a little bit like the first half 2-0 with Angel Di Maria, another, you know, a legend in the Argentinian side, just just bawling out, just really stamping on, you know, his his mark onto the game and really... (laughs) I I never would have anticipated. Arnold Di Maria didn't get too many minutes in the you know in, in the rounds before. He's kind of an older guy. He his prime is is really behind him, and he had a lot of injury issues. Did not expect him to um, earn the first penalty that gave Messi the, the 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 penalty, and then the second goal, which is beautiful, gorgeous through pass from from Julian Alvarez to Alexis McAllister who's amazing we'll talk about him later but he lays it off and first time just lasers it into the goal and i at that i was like am i am i dreaming and that was only the first half Mm -hmm. this is before the comeback Mm -hmm. it it would really like again i think it's interesting to have me talk about soccer i have to make sense of this because (laughs) it's my show yeah. I think it's interesting in that I don't know anything. So I'm watching this like a child, like a little mm-hmm. kid, except I'm a fully grown man and I can I can hopefully speak about my feelings and what I feel. And I'm watching that little like again, I don't know. I don't even know the language, the, the terminology of soccer, but that ball gets to Messi. He stops it with his foot and then just with the outside of his foot kicks mm-hmm. it over to the other dude who uh, uh then she hits i think it was like then like sort of a, a hit ahead pass that sort of goes out in front of the other dude McAllister, who takes that very quick look this is my eye test the next credential yeah 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 he takes that very quick look to see who's out here on the side with me he sees uh di maria sends that crossing shot if that was just a be- I, again i don't know anything about soccer but i watch that and i go that was beautiful are all soccer oh, goals like that because that was amazing to watch 
Yeah, not all of them are like that, but uh, uh, a move that starts with Messi dropping deep tends to do that. That goal is beautiful. It is a good advertisement for a good commercial for the beautiful game because that goal truly was beautiful. It was awesome. Uh, did you, while we're in eye test, did sure. you see anything in this moment that might get, see anything specific? Did you see anything that adds to this moment that might put this thing into the hall? Anything stick out to you? This moment as in the entire game? Yeah, it, was there anything special? Like for me, it was that goal. It was seeing yeah. McAllister very quickly. I was just re replaying the moment and watching McAllister run up the field and go, when did he see Di Maria on the side? When did he yeah. see? And just to see him flash and catch that for a moment just adds to my appreci appreciation of this moment. And a goal mm. that beautiful to me is sort of a crown jewel of this game and might give I, it a chance of making Neil, it the first Bell Hall of Fame. What was Neil, I, I, disagree. I disagree. I disagree. It has That's to be good. Mbappe's. It has to be Mbappe's second that goal. One timer. Yeah, it was that, gorgeous. That first time volley. That was in such it was awesome. Like it was such a. You could see it coming from a mile away, mm. but also it was so sudden because this was two minutes after he scored that penalty That's to make right. it two one, right? That equalizer. Not there's not a lot of strike. There's not a lot of forwards. There's not a lot of strikers who would be able to finish it with that kind of pace yeah. on the ball, yes, yes. accuracy, just straight yes. into the goal, past Emmy Martinez, who who had been having an incredible tournament at that point too. Like that second goal, the equalizer. That's when the game, like, really to me, like it turned from wow, what an exciting game to a this is an all timer because now we're going to extra time. Unless Argentina score again, which would also make it an all-timer, all we're going extra time. That's amazing. Uh, the, the um, you know, I think of it as the one-timer. You know, I think of it in sort of hockey terms because I don't know anything about soccer. Uh, it's a super – when I watched that play live, I was like, God damn, it looked like he hammered that ball. Mm -hmm. And it made me sort of go, I wish they did, like, exit speed, like had a jugs gun on <laughs> that yeah. kick because I'd love to know like top speed of a goal ever in world cup and where Mbappe's kick sort of finished in that ranking. Um, another gorgeous goal. So you believe that's the better looking of those two goals? Yes. Yes. Because of what it, that means in that moment at the 81st minute, right? Yes. right? Yeah, Only nine, nine right. minutes to go in regulation. Like the, the, the time between the two is a great ad here. Mm -hmm. It created such a fervor, like the you know they're up two, and they you know, France gets that penalty kick, and Mbappe kicks it in, and you're like, okay, two one, but they've still got the goal. They're a part. They still got the lead, and so you're. I, I'm sitting there watching, thinking, well, and you know, knowing that you know lots of soccer games will finish one nil or one zero, whatever the hell you say. If they've still got a goal, so like it's not that. And I couldn't even finish the thought before he's kicking in yeah, that one timer. Exactly. That that exactly. the time between those two is a really interesting part of this because that's momentum. That's momentum. Yes. yes, all of those things that like you can't really touch, but like you can feel it and you know it's there. That's mm -hmm. that's always fun to talk about. Fantastic. Let's move on to the next category, the next credential, uh, the ear test. Isaac, what did you hear during this moment mm. that might add to its uh, greatness? Let me play a couple of the calls for you. Here is Messi's first uh, goal on the penalty kick. I thought it was a nice call. Let's listen to it together. How many billions of eyeballs are watching these two men 12 yards apart? Messi scores! An audacious thing to say how many billions of eyes, mm. unless it's right. And it was... I mean, <laughs> to be to be fair, we have two eyes 
all humans have have <laughs> you know you most humans have two eyes <laughs> so you're doubling the number That's you know right. <laughs> so that's right maybe it was only 500 million people that watched it that's but it's a, a billion great, eyes that's <laughs> no, a billion eyes either way fantastic here's the Di maria call goal two puts argentina up two nil messi julian alvarez on the run alexis McAllister. Di maria's on the far side here it comes Di maria mm. delicious fantastic. delicious fantastic. call <laughs> yeah. uh here's something again i didn't I don't think this aired at the time. It couldn't have. Have you heard the audio of Mbappe during halftime? Oh, when he's like, when he's like, we have, you know, we have to fucking go for it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, we can't do worse than we did. We come back on the pitch. We stop fooling around. We put in intensity and we do things differently. It's the final of a world cup. What's done is done. They scored two goals for us. We can go back. This is once every four years. I, amazing that they have this footage. I'm like, yeah. sort of like, I can't yeah. believe they let a camera in their locker room. But for us as fans to have an impassioned speech by this French star who then comes out and does all of the things that he's yelling at his teammates mm-hmm. about, fantastic. Uh, the hat trick, obviously, you have to follow up those kinds of words, right? You, yeah. If you if you yelled at your teammates, you better fucking score a hat trick, and he man. did, and, and he, he did. did. God damn, just fantastic. Here's another thing to listen to in this ear test: Andres Cantor, who, if you don't know, mm, mm, let me play oh. a little bit of Andres Cantor's Oof. work. Hell yeah, this guy. Gotta love the lung capacity on him. <laughs> Listen to this dude. This is all Incredible. legit. There's no editing in this. So good. <laughs> Listen to the, Listen to him waver here at the end. There. There. Listen, I'm a I'm a I'm a classically trained vocalist. That is impressive. <laughs> it's so impressive cool. breath control. That guy is a legend. You'd have a hard time convincing me that that those calls, his goal calls, aren't maybe the greatest signature calls in any sport ever. I think you've got a real case to be made. He's there. up there. He's up there. He he told Ambi, Amb, Abby Wambach. I'm gonna. I know her because I know soccer. He told her on her show uh, that he almost passed out during that call. That was on a Landon Donovan goal. That call there. Anyways, mm. have you heard Andres Cantor's call of the of the Argentine final piece? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my mm-hmm. God! Let's listen to that together. So Amazing. emotional. So emotional. Va Montiel. Montiel goal. Goal. Argentina campeón. Argentina campeón del mundo. Argentina campeón del mundo. Argentina campeón del mundo. Just, just wow. You can't fake that. That's a grown man crying at his job because he's so overcome by happiness for his country. It's oh. with pride. Oh you my know? god. That 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 soccer, you know, soccer world cup national teams 
being a proxy for like that nationalist pride mm-hmm. is fantastic and a rich part of this moment's greatness. I sort of fell off of the Olympics a few years back, but that sort of nationalism, which I don't sort of allow myself in most arenas because I like to think of us all as just human beings mm-hmm. in this sport. It's just a lovely part of it. Andres Cantor born in Argentina, born in Buenos Aires, uh, also half Jewish, which I love uh, as a half Jewish person. Um, just a great call, super emotional and undoubtedly adds to this moment's greatness that you have that call, that emotion, that authenticity there. Oh, fantastic. Absolutely, man. And, you know, I, I'm with you. I'm a humanist. I'm a globalist. Uh, but sports are, are really a really good way for us to connect with our, our patriotism and let it out there so that it doesn't get let out elsewhere. Uh, but, man, just the way that he, he just screams, Argentina, campeón del mundo, like, ugh, that's... That's that's why that's why we hold these tournaments every four years. You know, that's that's, that's the crown jewel. You know, this, this is a man who's gone most of his life without without having seen you know, another one since Maradona. So um, uh, uh, I'm adding a, a little segment here. I'm going to call it the hot, hot take segment. Uh, I'm listen. I'm working on it. it's a working title. <laughs> I just want to ask you a couple questions, quick ones, sure. soccer related, this game related, World Cup trophy. I'm not a fan of it. Your thoughts on the way that looks? I'm not. I, yeah. It's Come an on, old, guys. It's a tiny little thing. It's an old design. It's a very, very old design. I believe it's been replaced a couple of times. Um, but it has sentimental value. I, I can't too small. I can't comment on its size or or its design. I'm just, you know, that's what it looks like. And that's I'm a that's Stanley how we're Cup gonna, guy. I'm a Stanley Cup. Stanley guy. Cup is amazing. Make that's probably the, the if, best trophy. Yeah. For sure. Make this just to, I don't mind the look of it, the actual design. Make it three times bigger and we're yeah. cooking. Make it gigantic. Yes, please. Come on, let's go. Uh, another soccer question, quick. This is the hot take segment. Uh, Argentina's uniforms, I think, mm. or kits, whatever you call them, fly as hell. How fantastic Fire. are their? Fire. Oh my god, they're so, so good. good. Do you have a favorite kit? It could be any. It could be a national Ooh. team. It could be a premier team. Do you have a favorite soccer uniform? You know, it changes. It changes every year. Um, but I did buy a Gareth Bale uh, jersey uh, replica. When he signed for LAFC, and I bought one, and like, it's black and gold, which is like mm. incredible, awesome. like color yes. to begin with. But the fit is really good too; like, it fits really well in my body. <laughs> so I would, I'm gonna have to say the LAFC jersey from last Fantastic. year. I don't know what this year's gonna look like, but um, also uh, like a like a, a a tiny little little honorary honorary shout to um last year or no, a couple years ago, Man City had a really nice nice black one. I like black clothing i'm wearing a black mm-hmm. shirt right now i just mm-hmm. i like wearing all black so whenever there's a nice all black yes. kit i'm, I'm right. kind of in on it fantastic isaac i think of you as a leading name in the podcast space was that always the plan when did you get excited Ooh. about the podcast space like when did you get into this this business we're talking about me now okay yeah, uh you know. yeah this this quite a pivot but um i grew up a musician i loved music mm-hmm. i always wanted to be uh somebody who worked in music um but you know i'm asian you're you're half asian you understand um asian parents look at your dreams and and you know they're like that's cute that's really cute but you're gonna you're you're not gonna do that yeah (laughs) um and so i applied for an internship at the ringer uh got accepted obviously you know what At, at first i applied for the editorial internship because i was like Mm. i'm just trying to look for a job in Mm -hmm. media 
and then and then uh shout out to craig Gaines, our, our copy chief was like listen you have like seven years of working in music you should probably uh, work in the audio side of things um and uh yeah started producing for the ringer was there for for nearly five years and then uh yeah and then left to to start my own thing but that's that's how it happened is it was just like uh my dreams were cut down and (laughs) and i needed to 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 find a, a job where i had a salary and that's how but it they'll, happened. But they'll develop into new dreams, and you don't know. You're you're now again for me. I think of you as like a leading voice in this space, a leading producer in this space. You're gonna go off and do fantastic things in the podcast space, and maybe that gets you back around to music. You never know. Maybe keep your head mm-hmm. up and down the field. Uh, tell me about Cold Water. Tell me what you're doing. Tell me about who you're working with. Pitch me on Cold Water. Yeah. So I'm. I'm really trying to target a lot of clients who need specialized work. Um, you know, I'm not saying that producing just an interview show isn't hard, but it is for someone with my experience and expertise and pedigree. Like I, I like to do things that are more challenging that are, that right. you'll, you'll, you're going to need me for, right. You're right. going to, you're not going to need just any old person. I always like working on cool things. I think my goal in life um for the last few years and and certainly continuing is I just want to work on cool things that I'm passionate Mm -hmm. about. Mm -hmm. And if I can do that until I retire, if people pay me to make cool things like that's, that's a fulfilling career to me and that's a fulfilling life to me. And I would love to do that. You know, I'm working on writing a screenplay. I'm working on writing, you know, a whole bunch of different things and making my own music, obviously, and then making my own podcast. I'm just trying to make cool things Mm -hmm. as much as possible. If you'd like to pay me to work on your cool thing, (laughs) please hit me up. (laughs) I have a contact page on on my website, IsaacKaylee.com. You can DM me on Twitter or Instagram at Isaac Kaylee. So, uh, yeah, that's my pitch. I'm really cheering for you. I I, I just, I like, I like your energy. I like the work that you've done that I know of. I'm really pulling for you. I think it's. I think what you're doing with Coldwater is really, really exciting, and I think we should all support this guy. This is fantastic. Um, the next credential, posterized. Any great images from this moment? Yeah. Ooh. Messi has the most liked Instagram post of all time mm-hmm. afterwards. As of mm-hmm. this recording, 75,038,664 likes on Instagram. I feel like he's spamming his followers now, just trying to chase the high of all those numbers. <laughs> yeah. I get it, Messi. I've been there. Uh, no, a fantastic image. The, the next credential after that. Uh, burning questions. I have some questions I want to ask you, Isaac. You are the proxy for all of soccer watching people to answer these idiotic questions from me, the guy that knows nothing about soccer. The answers to the questions, maybe they they help this moment get in the first Hall of Fame. The, the, those fouls, you said again. I don't know if they're called fouls. Those penalties, those things that the other team shouldn't have done, they looked a little ticky tack for me. On Argentina's <laughs> first uh, goal, the 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 um, the one uh, uh, Messi kicks in on a penalty kick. I don't know if that's even what it's called. It looked a little ticky tack to me. And then France's the their first goal, the third goal of the match, mm. felt a little ticky tack. Is that true, or they did you find both of that those penalties legit? I found them legit. Okay. Um, I think especially for Mbappe. I mean, penalties are really difficult. Like anyone who's who's ever watched soccer and have been like, oh, like Mbappe had a hat trick, but two of them were penalties. Like that's bullshit. Penalties are really difficult, and it was 
we had a penalty shootout at the end of this match right, right, where right, Emmy right. Martinez saved one, Chuamani missed one. Like it, penalties aren't just like automatic, right? Those two penalties were really well taken. Um, Messi is one of the one of the best uh, at at taking penalties in the world. There's a reason why they make him do it. Um, you know, they choose who takes the penalty on the team, and mm-hmm. sometimes it's not the superstar, but it is Messi and it is Mbappe. Uh, the next question, what's the best goal? Oh, I have what's the best goal. We already discussed that. I mm-hmm. think what's fascinating there is that there's a real debate there. <laughs> I mean, that yeah. that adds yeah, yeah, to this yeah. moment's greatness that there's two there that are real uh, horses in the race. Uh, last per- last burning question. Do you have an opinion of the goalie? I keep saying goalie. Is it keeper? Whatever. Yeah, Do you have you an opinion of, of Martinez grabbing the Golden Glove Award uh, and putting it by his private parts. Do you have the picture of this? Is yeah. almost too insane to believe. I listen. I'm, I, you can't believe it's real. It'll be Do on you, our Instagram at First Ballot Hof and on the Twitter. You got to check it out if you haven't seen it. My God. Do you yeah. have an opinion on this dude? pulling that move i do have an opinion and is that this dude is an absolute motherfucker so like (laughs) (laughs) dibu as as he's known like he he's uh the keeper for aston villa in birmingham in england um and he is has always been known as a kind of a mercurial figure all keepers are kind of weird like that's the Mm. reputation of Mm. goalkeepers is that Mm. they're all kind of bizarre because you have to be you have to be a special kind of human to think that you know that you can keep a ball yeah, flying yeah. at you yeah, yeah, yeah. out of a goal that is much <laughs> bigger than huge. you. But yeah. I mean, we can let's talk about for for a brief second here. I'm gonna I'm gonna commandeer this podcast. Please, let's talk about the celebrations because that that was really the aftermath of of it was such a bizarre scene. Like Salt Bay was there, like on the <laughs> Insane. pitch. Insane. It was crazy. <laughs> but I mean, like the president of France, Emmanuel Macron. Was there comforting yes. Mbappe, like That's talking right. to him, like yes. saying, telling him that it's okay, blah, blah, blah. Like, that was weird to see the president of, your, <laughs> of a country, like, <laughs> comforting the best player on, on his nation's team. And the Salt Bay thing, I want to just come back to because mm. it's like, I was like trying to think of like a, a comparison a comp for that it's and like what i'm like landed on like the chocolate rain kid do you remember the chocolate rain kid are you two remember younger remember the chocolate rain kid? <laughs> no i do yeah i know like, yeah. imagine the chocolate rain kid like walking out in the fucking world series like you know walking yeah. around on the pitcher's mound it's just insane to see salt bay i i can't even believe i'm saying those words truly it was insane. ridiculous it was uh, it was humiliating i mean it's shameful actually for fifa it's just nuts. And then the guys like, or whoever runs FIFA is like, I don't know how that guy, how did he get out there? And then they show all the pictures of him standing with the dude. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, unbelievable. I appreciate the grift. Uh, uh, Isaac X factor is their next credential. Everybody has what an X factor is. What is your X factor in this? Is there anything from this match that we've mm-hmm. not previously discussed that adds to this games, this moment's greatness? A, re- a weird wrinkle is that Olivier Giroud and Usman Dembele, who are, who, are the number nine and uh, number 11 for France. They were pulled off before halftime. Right. Which is a ballsy, ballsy move from the manager, Didier Deschamps. Olivier Giroud, the striker, the number nine on this team, and Ousmane Dembele, one of the best players, one of the best wingers you know, in the world right now, playing for Barcelona, they, they just you just subbed them off because they weren't having a good first half and they were down mm-hmm. 2-0. That was such a... like You might have forgotten about that, actually, but that's that's a... Big, big change that that uh, Deschamps made. It wasn't just 
rocket ships and fireworks right. and in spectacular right. lights, cameras, action. Like it was, there were some wrinkles. Uh, the, I, my reply to that is, I want to say the name Didier Duchamp. <laughs> That's it. I'm gonna say that. No, my X Factor. I like that you like know soccer and speak, can speak to small strategic things, and then I just have the big dumb American uh, perspective. And my X factor is is that there may not have been a bigger unif there, there may not be a bigger unifier in the history of our world than this sport. Mm. That's mm-hmm. a truly insane thing to say out loud, but it's almost certainly true. Yeah, one point five billion people watching this. You, I can't get past that stat. That's insane. The other thing I want to pitch to you: the order of the goals. For me, mm. big dumb American guy. The uh, uh, Messi kicks that first penalty kick in. I go one. Oh, they're gonna win. That's what my brain did. And yeah. then on that second goal, the beautiful goal, they're up two nil. I'm like, oh, it's over. This is mm-hmm. gonna be a rout. So for them to go two zero, and then for France to come back and score the first, and again, I went through this already. Oh well, it doesn't matter. Argentina's still up, and again, the most some of these games end one nil. They're gonna win this match, and I don't even get the thought finished before they score again, and it's two two, and then. Messi gets the the third goal and then they're up 3-2 and you're like now mm. it's over now Messi gets his moment because he was up then Mbappe ties it now Messi's going to have the storybook finish where he scores the goal and then France scores again yeah the yep. order of those goals mm-hmm. made it so that was two comebacks in the same game and that and re- felt special and remember Mbappe has that last penalty because of Montiel's handball. Right. Who yes. scores the winning penalty in the shootout? Oh, Montiel. Fantastic. It's poetic. So hold on. Let me. That's a great ad, by the way. But let me ask you a question. He sure. kicks that ball and it hits the dude in the elbow, Montiel in the elbow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the What's the rule? Because like in my head, I'm like, what if it hits your face? What if it hits your collarbone? What if it hits your shoulder? That's fine. Well, then so, what is the uh, rule? The hand, the rule is basically that your arm below your like bicep line, basically. God damn, um, that is that tough. counts as your your hand if it's in an unnatural position. So if it's not, if uh, it's not next to your body, woo. like if that, that they count it as basically part of your torso if it's next right, to your body. Right. But it was outstretched. Montiel's arm was outstretched, and then the ball hit it within the penalty area. Which is why it was a penalty. It was a clear God. penalty. You know, no God. one's going to argue with that. Okay, good. Because I, yeah. I look at it and go, "What the hell, man? He just kicked it, and the dude was standing there." But I like hearing people that know soccer go, "No, no, no, that was clear. His arm was in a natural position. That that makes me feel." Yeah, bad. I am of the mindset. I'm a big proponent of letting both teams use their hands once. Okay, <laughs> Isaac, Isaac, I see our time is almost running out on us. It's yeah. time for America's favorite podcast segment. And Isaac is a podcast professional. You should really know how popular this segment is. And mm. let me tell you, I'll give you the answer. It's very popular. It's called More sure. Important. Isaac, are you ready for More Important? I, I am. I'm definitely ready. Isaac Lee, podcasting has become littered with new shows, overrun by new shows. That has made it difficult for new independent shows to find their audience and footing amid a sea of competition. That, of course, plays perfectly into the hands of the people with money who can get their content to stand out with paid support, promotion, etc. 
as a podcast professional for years now, what role have you played in what's been a budding corporate takeover of the podcast <laughs> audio space? Well, I was obviously part oh, of the machine. Oh, I'm so sorry, Isaac. Nobody, we don't have time for that. <laughs> it's time for something more important. Uh, Isaac, nobody cares about the shit you were about to say. Uh, the questions I'm about to ask you are way more important than any of that BS. Absolutely. And your answers to these questions will define who you are as a person on this earth. Isaac, are you ready for more important? 100%. The time is ticking down. The music is already playing. Isaac, what is your favorite beverage? Ooh, uh, wine. I would say a Pinot Noir. Nice glass of Pinot Noir. Best cartoon of all time. Ooh, good lord. Uh, if The Simpsons counts, it's The Simpsons. Yes, absolutely. Great answer. Yeah. Best, I know you of Hallelujah fame, best song parody artist of all time, and you cannot say Weird Al Yankovic. God damn it. Of course I was going to say Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> I don't know anyone else besides myself. <laughs> there you go. It's Isaac Lee. Uh, next question. Chicken salad, yeah? Uh, yeah. <laughs> next question. Best sitcom theme of all time. Oh, hard to argue against the Friends one. It's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. Classic. The Claps. Who is the best singer you've ever heard and who's your favorite singer? Can you answer those questions quickly? Yeah, Stevie Wonder is the best singer of all time, in my opinion. My favorite singer, oof, Beyonce. Wow. Just her vocals, vocals, just vocals, Beyonce, for I sure. I love it. I love it. I love you clearly being worried to say anything negative about Beyonce on the internet. <laughs> uh, Isaac, what's the best sports nickname? What's the be best nickname in sports? This came from the fact that I looked up Messi's nickname and was then I didn't really see one. What's the best mm. nickname in sports? Oh, the best? I don't know about the best, but the one that sticks out to me the most as like the most apt nickname is mm. White Chocolate, Jason Williams. Fantastic, great, it's so good. Jay will. Yeah. White chocolate, fantastic. What is the best podcast you've ever heard? Not your favorite, the best mm. podcast you've ever heard. The best podcast I've ever heard. Good Lord. I think the one that I go back to the most because of the incredible amount of effort and prowess and re reporting it took, S-Town. So good. So good. So good. I love yeah. it. Really good. If you haven't listened to it, check it out. Uh, Isaac, last question. Favorite dunk? You know, I I should pick a Lob City, yeah, yeah, Blake Griffin, yeah, or yeah, yeah. DeAndre Jordan. Dunk. What about Jamal in between the legs and the alley oop? To oh, Blake? that was a, that was a really good so one too. Good. But I think the one that sticks out just because of the play call, not the dunk itself, please. But was it was the one um, from from Wade to LeBron? That was uh, the call was like I think it was Chalmers, like Chalmers, Wade, oh, James oh, oh, on on on, uh, on Jason Terry. On Jason Terry. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yeah. Just because that call is so that, good. That plays in my mind almost daily. <laughs> yeah, that is a good, that is, what a great answer. You were fantastic on More Important. That went great. How do you Thank feel? Thank you. Uh, I, feel, I feel like it's time for dinner, which it is. <laughs> I'm getting hungry. <laughs> Isaac, the, the, the next credential is the cosign. The question, the floor is to you. Does the 22 World Cup final belong in the first Bell Hall of Fame and why? 
No question it belongs in the Hall of Fame because I think it's it's almost unanimously the most exciting and most thrilling best World Cup final of all, of all time and it's good lord what a what a what a match with so many implications so many details we didn't even talk about like the Chua many miss like we didn't even yes. talk about all sorts of different things that went on in this game Rodrigo that Paul's performance I mean all yeah we we barely touched on this game and we went for what an hour 20 at this yes. point yeah. so it is a it is by far no question it belongs in the hall of fame first ballot first ballot the next credential induction speech that's when me and neil i get to decide where this thing goes in i'm going to take everything isaac isaac's the expert here i, I should really defer to him but i'm so arrogant that this is going to be my decision <laughs> i know nothing about soccer i'm going to make this decision i uh, uh martinez the goal the keeper for argentina he has that amazing save late in the game. I was going to drive my fingernails deep into my leg meat watching that moment. I got so nervous. And as that happened, and he saved that ball, I was amazed by that save. And then I see him get his hand on Mbappe's penalty kick. To me, it all felt like... Those moments, that save, him getting that, it felt like it was building towards something. And then he stones mm. that dude in the penalty kick. He gets the advantage. Argentina goes on and wins. I don't know anything about soccer, but that goalie's performance was electric to me. I'm not a gigantic fan of the Golden Glove private parts thing, but that dude played with serious gas. And we have not really spent a ton of time on this dude in the hour 20 we've been talking. That's how great this game was. Mm -hmm. I, I mm -hmm. have no context for how great it is. All I can tell you is how it made me feel in the moment, and I was absolutely thrilled. Congratulations to Leo Messi, to... Uh, Martinez, to Di Maria, to Mbappe, to the other dudes with the great name on the French team. <laughs> Macron is out giving an impassioned speech to these dudes after the game. To Salt Bay, to Isaac Lee, the World Cup 22 final in the first ballot hall of fame. Incredible. Uh, uh, Isaac, tell everybody how they can follow you. Plug what you're working on. Uh, as I said earlier, you can follow me on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Isaac K. Lee. I have a TikTok, but I don't use it. So don't follow me there. I mean, I guess you can. You're just not going to see anything. Um, and you can check out my website at IsaacKLee.com. Follow me on uh, Twitter as well at Coldwater Audio, where I post a lot of my my work. Uh, and yeah, just keep, keep an ear out for, for the podcast that I make. And uh, go Clippers. How dare you? That's it. That's the show. My special thanks to Mr. Isaac Lee for not just coming onto the show, but for teaching me about this lovely sport. It really is a gorgeous game, and I promise to watch more of it. It'll be fun to pick out a team. I'm probably going to pick Argentina because then I'm rooting for the champs. Thank you, Isaac. I hope to work with you soon in the future. Credits. Thanks to Mr. Rob Babarucci for editing the show and counseling me through everything here. Thanks to Jessica for producing and booking. Couldn't do it without the two of you. Thanks to Rhythm J for the beats. Follow him on social at Rhythm J. Thanks to all of you for listening. Please go out, rate and review the show. I'd really appreciate it. It would very much help us out. We're all we got. The show keeps growing. And please come back next week for more First Ballot. Ah!